This is 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tag and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Tag, today's the big day, a big, huge day. I've bought a house, and today I go to close on it. Mm -hmm. uh, are you a fan of, uh, what are people that study earthquakes? Seismologists, maybe? Seismologists. Do you think there are any seismologists in Tulsa? I, would I know that we, when we have earthquakes, somebody knows it, so they must. Uh, if you're a fan of earthquakes, I think you should go set up one of those machines or whatever that reads uh, the Richter scale and go take it to the office where I'll be signing on that house today because I believe that the second I sign the papers, the bankers there are going to have the biggest party in the world. This interest rate I have, like 7.37 or something like that. That's pretty bad. I think I'm going to sign the papers and then a huge party is going to erupt. Like, you be the people handing me the papers. All right, Mr. Daniel, uh, if you could just please sign here. We'll get this uh, finalized and get you out of here. All right, then I will sign. And I will slide the papers back over. And then... That's them. They're going to be throwing confetti. There's going to be a confetti. Uh, there's going to be a uh, conga line. Uh, I mean, once you sign the papers, it's done. There's no going back. And they could look at you right then and be like, man, you are a moron. Yeah, they're going to be 7%. like, where's the money? You're the dumbest guy we've ever met. I mean, there's going to be a small ticker tape parade. There's going to be a mosh pit. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a big day for the uh, bankers. I'm, 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 I'm really happy for them. Well, you're a charitable guy. And, you you, you know, I know you, you think about homeless feet people and people who are sick. And you also think about the bankers that need I, I do an think extra about, pool, uh, homeless a diving people. board. I do feel bad for homeless people. I will be joining them soon. It's like that, this mortgage. that movie uh, Christmas Vacation where he just he looks out his window and he can see a pool out there, but it's not there yet. That's what those bankers are doing. As soon as you sign it, they've got the check. They're going to put a pool in. I, I don't doubt that the minute I sign those papers, they might rip off their clothes and fly into the sky like Superman <laughs> because this is uh, this rate, buddy. Do you this know, is something else. I'm sure. I don't know if you've seen this this figure, but in your closing, and maybe they've already sent this to you. Oh. They'll send you the the cost of the house. I saw that. And then yeah. they'll send you the number that you're paying over the 30 years. Yes. And if it's a hundred dollar house. The number that you're actually paying is like 300. I, I saw the number and uh, George Kaiser saw it and spit out his coffee. <laughs> He's like, that's a lot. He was of money. like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big day. Big day for the uh, bankers. And uh, I guess well, a big day for me. I'll have this house. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations are in order to you the bankers. The, you know the uh, term house poor? You ever heard that? Uh huh. You buy the house. Right. But you can't afford to put anything in it because you're right. spending all your money on the mortgage. Yeah. So Hopefully instead of getting hamburger good. helper, I'm just going to have to get helper because <laughs> I won't be able to afford the hamburger. So on Tulsa Reddit, somebody's looking for help with a feral cat, which is like a wild cat, not domesticated, right? And the problem is that the cat got a hold of one of their chickens, okay? But they don't want to do anything mean to the cat, but they can't have the feral cat hanging out, you know, near their property because they got chickens. So the guy's very uh, eloquent about it. He says, look, they kill our chickens. I don't want this feral cat hanging out, but what to do with a feral cat? And, uh, you know, people got a, a list of advice, maybe a shelter, da-da-da-da-da. But you're almost like a, a PhD in this field of feral cats because hey? you used to hang out with feral cats. No. Do you remember this? I don't hang out with yes, them. Yes, you did. But we used to live in Greensboro, North Carolina, and there was a feral cat colony behind, a, like, a Kmart. Now, these are wild cats. They don't grow up in houses. These are just born into nature. And somebody had gone back there and put out, like, boxes and little, like, houses for these cats. So I call it Cat City. Mm -hmm. And I'll be dang if I didn't drive by Cat City every single day I, I got off work. you said you don't know anything about feral cats. You drove by there every day. And they look just like your house cats, but their, their brains are different. They are not really used to humans, I guess. 
But they used to live behind, they always almost live behind a gas station or something in the woods. And uh, then Daniel comes to work. He's like, dude, there's a, there's a cat city here in town. You got to go see this cat city. And I'm like, dude, I have a life to live. I, I'm not going to go see a cat city. And then he told me there's a chicken that lives with the cat. And I said, you're, you're out of your mind. Did you take crystal meth? There's no chicken living with cats. And he's like, no, you, I, I'm telling you, there's a chicken uh, that thinks it's a cat that lives with the, uh, the feral cat community. So finally I go up there and I, I park the car and I go out and you're, surely there's like toys laid out. People are leaving for the cats and little cat condos they could live in when it's cold. And I said, there's no chicken out here. Oh, I'll be damned. If about 10 seconds in the, because they come up to you like you're Moses, these cats, because they think you're going to give them food. And I don't know, 30, 40 cats come up to me. And then through the crowd, like, you know, like you would do at a concert trying to get to the front row, this chicken comes out and he thinks he's a cat. I told you. And I'm like, well, how come the cats aren't eating the chicken? I mean, because this guy is asking to get rid of the feral cat because it's eating his chickens. But apparently maybe this chicken grew up with these cats. This cat... Or this chicken thought he was a cat. And I said, how come these cats aren't eating? Apparently a chicken will tear a cat apart if, what? if they can. Yeah. Who told you that? They have those talons or whatever. What, what is that? You're They're... talking about a rooster. Chicken doesn't have a talon. Oh, they don't? So, But anyway, why didn't they kill the chicken? But anyway, this chicken thought it was a cat. It would even get up in the cat condo and come out and play with the cats. And they didn't mess with them. It was crazy. Do you think Tulsa, and I've been looking for this if it is, do you think, because I have a lot of uh, apparently too much extra time on my hands, do you think that Tulsa has a cat sit anywhere? I hope you find it because I actually enjoyed it. I was making fun of you constantly. But, man, you go to a cat city with feral cats, it, it, it warms your soul. I don't know what it is. All these cats looking at you like, meow. <laughs> yeah, I, every day I would ride by there, and I would just imagine, like, they're having, like, cat congress. Like, they had, like, the cats get together yeah, like at night they, and they discuss things. built a and, society, and they yeah. have a hierarchy of the president cat and the cabinet. Well, it sure is hard to attract a lady when all you care about is <laughs> riding by to see feral cats. I remember, like, going on a date or something, like, hey, do you want to go to Cat City? And then I start driving behind a Kmart, and the lady <laughs> uh, almost jumped out of the car. She was like, this is not, uh, I'm not comfortable with it. Well, that. I feel sorry for the guy. He's trying to fight. He's like a nice guy he doesn't want his chickens did killed. they offer a solution for him a lot of it was shelters and then other people said you got to be careful about the shelters because they might euthanize them and all oh, that see? that kind of stuff you know it's like very complicated we need to put a trail of uh, meow mix away from this place and draw this cat away somehow right maybe maybe we can find a cat colony and like criminals used to do in old cartoons like leave a trail uh to the cat co I, daniel your genius has no bounds thank you what thank you <laughs> It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning, Daniel. Psych, I've got a uh, clip here. It's a lady pitching an idea, and as you know, I'm a bit of an inventor myself. I come up with uh, side hustles and, no, and you suck things all the time. Well, I don't, but this lady, she's 20-something. She's a nanny, and she has trouble keeping track of the kids she watches. So she's got a great idea for a family phone that would help keep everyone's uh, in touch, just to stay in touch. Here we go. The nine-year-old has an iPad, so I tried to call her on it. She didn't have it with her. So the 12-year-old just got his own phone, so I called him, and I was like, go tell your sister, and of course he was annoyed. They need to come up with, like, a phone that's for the whole family that stays in the house. So if you need any person in the house, you can call that phone. Like, it's not one person's number, it's just the whole family. For this phone, let's attach it to a cord, maybe like stick it on the wall so that if there's an emergency, <laughs> we can always find it. I know what it that is. It can't leave the house. 
if you're like a developer of stuff, reach out because we think it's an awesome idea and maybe a moneymaker. Wouldn't that be a clever idea? So you like glue the iPhone to the wall so it can't be moved or whatever, but it's always plugged in. It sounds to me like she's describing an iPhone, I mean a landline. A landline. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People don't remember that. Like if you wanted to talk to your boyfriend, you would have to go through this channel of talking to the mom first and all. You yeah. couldn't just call him directly. Does your son, would he have any idea how to use a landline? Absolutely no idea, especially not a rotary. No, he would. No, I've seen kids on YouTube where they, they, they would pick up the phone and hear the dial tone, and they're like, "What? What is that? Where's the send button?" You know, it's just totally different. So, she invented. Seven forty. We got those tickets for Ashley McBride. We can upgrade you where you can stay at the hotel and get dinner at Fireside Grill with the Tiger and Daniel Party Cove Pass. Good morning, Daniel. The Tiger. For the last couple of months, I've been talking about closing on this house. Today is the day. I will do this this afternoon at three o'clock. Does your tummy hurt? No, I, at this point, I'm ready for it to be over with, and I'm going to be a, a homeowner again. I was one in Nashville, and I've been in an apartment since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Here's a serious question for you. Do I want to get one of those ring cameras? And let me make a case. Knee-jerk reaction is probably, yeah, you should get a ring camera, keep you know secure and all that. Here's my whole thing. I'd rather not know some of the stuff going on outside. And the reason I say that is, you ever see on the Internet a clip from a ring camera that's like a pleasant clip? It's never anything good. It's always no, it's a scary guy, like, saying, um, what's that one ring video where the guy's like, uh, send the lady outside. Do you have any questions? Or something like that. And he'd say, you remember that guy? Yeah, they're creepy, scary, scary like, psychopath. Stuff, like- then there was the other guy that they caught on the ring camera licking the doorbell for three hours. And I don't mean casually licking it. I mean, this guy was going to town. Yeah, he was being very sensual camera. Right, because um, he was on the wrong stuff. So I, I'd rather not know. If a Bigfoot or a tiger or a monster walks past my front door, I'd rather not know what's going on out there so I can have some peace of mind by they, not knowing. They say ignorance is bliss. Right. Like, you you know, you're just happy if you don't know what the heck's going on in the world. You know, you would turn on the news or you look at your ring camera and stick scary stuff. Um, there's some logic to what you're saying because I have, like, the ring camera situation out there. And you get alert anytime somebody walks past your door, right? Yes, yes. And sometimes, okay, so what happens is... It's almost like the boy who cried wolf if you're not careful because everything will set it off. The, you know, so at 2 a.m., my phone's like, dee, 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 and I'm like, oh, and right. it's a cat, you know? Right. So there is a little bit of that, like, and then you stop to believe the notifications anyway. You're like, oh, it must be another cat. Oh, the leaves blew onto the deck or whatever. You get a lot of alarms that aren't really alarms. So then you try to change the sensitivity on it. Um, and I, you know, my neighborhood... As you know, I've had some... You've had some issues. Let's say some incidents. Right. And, yeah, one morning I woke up and I had received an alert that it was about two hours old. And I looked at it and there was dudes in my yard. And I said, I don't want to go out there. In fact, I'm scared now. And it messed me up. I almost called you before the show. And it's like, can you come over (laughs) and help me get to my car because I'm scared? (laughs) So there is a little bit of an element of maybe you'd rather not know. On the other hand, it's been useful to us. We just had a package delivered yesterday, and they said it was delivered. And I, I said, there's no notification on the camera that's been delivered. So it helps with that kind of stuff. And I, and it turned out it was at the neighbor's house. But otherwise, we would have just thought, I guess they misdelivered and not know. See, my thing, I have no trouble falling asleep at night. But if I get woken up, then I can't get back to sleep. If, yes. I, get, if, you know, if I get woken up. And if mm-hmm. I get an alert, there's some intruder outside or an owl flies by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really going to mess me it's up. Like, so. Am I going to die or is this a kitten? Right. I would almost, I'd almost prefer ignorance is bliss. You ought to do it because I actually respect like a lot of people who um, 
try to actively stay off their iPhone even though we're addicted to it. I don't want you to get addicted to your ring cam in the same way where you get overly obsessed and it creates a thing in your mind that it, it becomes more prevalent than it should be. Most of your life, you're probably not going to have some type of horrible encounter. But that ring camera makes you think you might all the time. And so maybe there's some logic in that. I think I'm just going to set up my house like home alone, just mm-hmm. filled with booby traps, whether I'm there or not. <laughs> Put tacks on the uh, porch. Micro yeah. machines. Get some paint cans right. from the, the stairwell. The, he, keep the doorknob <laughs> heated. That's all you really need. It worked need. for him. Right. Ashton McBride tickets coming up uh, around 740. Until then, good morning to you, Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull. Tyke often calls himself King Millennial. You say you are the first... Millennial ever born. Millennial. Yes. I looked it up on a calendar. Okay. Like the Gregorian calendars we use today. February right. has 28 days. I'm going... And I looked up when a millennial starts. Starts in January 1980. I was born in January 1980. All right. Therefore, okay. I am king of millennials. All hell the king. And, uh, you know, people give millennials a hard time, but I, I, I am king of millennials, so I back off. I just said all hell the king. What more right, do you right. want? What, are the, what is the current generation called? I don't even pay attention to that. I'm king of the millennials. Well, whatever. Let me talk to the current generation. Okay. Uh, children or young people today, Hollywood used to hate us. Every kid's movie that came out in the 80s and 90s, were the saddest. They were the, the worst. Most despicable. I know. And, is, and I'm angry at it now, and I'm trying to be a little bit of a tattletale now because back in the day, Hollywood tried to break our hearts. They did. One of my favorite movies ever when I was a kid, and I loved airplanes since I was a kid. I, it was something me and my dad used to do, and a movie comes out called Top Gun. And I can't wait to see this movie. And my dad even had, this is early Beta Max or whatever. He recorded it off television so I could watch Top Gun. And I'm like, oh, there's Maverick. Yeah, they're shooting the bad guys. And then the the guy got killed. Well, don't spoil it for people. But yeah, Top Gun, not a children's movie, but that's fine. Kids did see it. How about that never-ending story? Pretty sad. They're like, hey, me and this uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful white horse will walk through this swamp. Oh, hope there's no quicksand. Oh, there is quicksand. Guess what's going to eat it? The innocent horse. Uh The land before time. They tried to kill us with that. The bridge to Terabithia. They tried to kill us with that. They show us the most funniest movie ever, Home Alone, with Macaulay Culkin. Guess what? The movie after that's My Girl. Kid gets eaten by bees. Why? Why did uh, E.T. was sad, and e. I saw that when I was real young. And he's in that lake, and he's like, ah. And I loved E.T. And I'm like, he's sick, and this is so sad. And then they were like, okay, now you know these kids are a little older. Why don't we give them with the gut punch? How about that movie Up? Why don't we make them cry right off the bat in this one? Don't even let them enjoy any of the movie. Let's I, just punch them right, right in the stomach in the that is beginning a sad credits. Movie. You're right. What? Why did they do that to us? Your your wife said you watched up, and she looked over, and you're crying in I the was beginning. I crying because it. it's a. I don't want to give it out away, but we had just gotten married, and I said, "Man, I hope I'm not the first to die." I was so sad. Oh, also, back in the day, they didn't mind making you cry with the title of a movie. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah, why did they do that? That's like, why, is that like, why I'm uh, sensitive? Because like, I watch all these movies? Yeah, they're like, oh, kids, you love dogs. Guess what? They are, they're all going to die. <laughs> E.T. almost dies, and then he leaves. Yeah, and now I spend time with my kid, and it's just bluey, and they're making pizzas and things. Right. I guess, uh, I guess we shouldn't complain, though, because I suppose our parents went through the same thing. That's why they are all have cast iron hearts, because they had to go through Old Yeller, where the red fern grows, Bambi. Dumbo, remember Dumbo gets snatched away from his mom? Ah, yeah, this is sad. Why did Hollywood used to do like that? They sure did. They didn't give a rats about us. You remember the, there was a movie, too, and this is 
called a radio where the guy like wanted to be on the football team, but he had some challenges and they were so mean. To, I, 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 like, what is this? Why do they make it so sad? So do, do they still make sad kids movies? The ones I see are just exciting and fun and a happy ending. That's the ones I see. Yeah. Like, like cars and things. I don't know. Right. It doesn't seem like they're trying to. Although, uh, I, because of this, I'm scarred emotionally. I went and saw that movie, Coco. And at the end of this movie where the lady's like, cool, cool. But I, I was crying so hard, Tig, that I thought I was going to need help getting out of the theater. <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm a grown man. I'm the same way, man. I, I have to, like, hide it from my wife. I'll watch Rudy. And let's see what, let's really analyze what Rudy is. This is not a cancer story. This is not an orphan story. This is a guy who wanted to play football, and then they let him for a play, and I lose my mind. And then um, it never it never fails. Your wife or your girlfriend will be like, are you crying? And the only defense you have is to be mean to them. Like, no, you idiot. <laughs> you won't just admit that you're Go crying? Away. Yeah, you're I'm just going to be a big jerk. This movie is hilarious to me. Yeah, so Hollywood, knock it <laughs> off with all the sad stuff, especially let's, for children. Let's do something happy. Yes, play. 740, Ashton McBride tickets with our bullfight on 98.5 The Bull. Just a few seconds away from... Beat the bull, where you can win. It's not beat the bull. What is it called? The yeah. bull fight. And you're just you're trying to scold me, saying I had gotten something wrong, saying that the cold weather was coming in today and it was not going to be as nice of a day. And you're telling me that I got something wrong, and now you're saying you sound great, man. You doing okay? Yeah, man. You got a little thing going on, huh? I have a very deep voice. That you're just uh, not used to hearing me with such a deep and sultry voice. I, I know. Usually, you sound like Minnie Mouse. Uh, today, you sound like a a guy. Sound like Clint Eastwood, don't yeah. I? Good stuff. So, uh, well, we're going to have a little colder weather today. Hi. You know, 50s. you don't sound so good yourself. Huh? You don't sound so good yourself. You don't cuss my golden voice. Shoot. <laughs> you sound like you're literally about to leave this earth. Whoa. That's a little. I sound like Clint Eastwood, and you sound like Doc Holliday from uh, Tombstone. Well, you better hope I hang on for at least a few minutes here because we got the, the bull fight to do, Daniel. Let me do a little Clint Eastwood here for you. Oh, thing killing him, man. Huh? Take away all he's got, all he's ever going to have. That's from the movie Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. Did you see that movie, by the way? Mm, a great movie, man. It's only like 30 years old. It's a wonderful movie. Go though. rent it immediately at your nearest blockbuster. All you right. The, you know what the rent buster. tickets? You can win free tickets now. Ashley McBride, right. what are we playing in the bullfight? Uh, people that listen to country music. See, a lot of people think that uh, people that listen to country music only sit on their porch and drink moonshine holding a shotgun. It's not true. We listen to all types of music, not only country. So I've got a quiz today, Ty, called Fictional Places in Songs. Uh, you will guess the fictional places that appear in the lyrics of very well-known songs, not all of them country, Okay. any means. All right, that sounds fun. Uh, let's do caller nine. Caller number 10, 918-879-9898-918-879-9898 with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull, The Bull Fight every day this week, and we're back tomorrow again at 740 if you don't win now, but we've got Ashley McBride tickets. Could upgrade to the Tag and Daniel Party Co. Pass, which means we're going to pay for your hotel room at the uh, casino and then also dinner at Fireside Grill. Daniel is also, um, I don't know how the folks, who do we have with us, Daniel? I have a question for them. We have Sam, the truck driver from Tulsa. Uh, good morning, Sam. Good morning. Uh, then uh, taking on Annie out in Bartlesville. Good morning, Annie. Morning. Um, Daniel has offered if you do get upgraded to the hotel room and all that. He says so if you want, he'll stay in the room with you. What do you think, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> kind of weird one. Right. They about Did he save his legs? They've dig. Oh, come on, Sam. That'll be weird. Come on, Sam. They've declined. <laughs> They've declined my uh, staying in the room with them. Guys, do you like music? Love yeah. music. All right, I've got some uh, fictional places in songs. I will, uh, if you'll guess the fictional places that appear in these lyrics of well-known songs, the best out of ten will win. Sam, you were the first to get in. Here is the first fictional place in a song. These are not necessarily country songs, by the way. They're just very well-known songs. Sam, up first. Okay. You can check out any time, but you can never leave the place Hotel Blank. Hotel California. There it is. Ty, you like that song, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Uh, nobody does. Annie. New Orleans house that's been the ruin of many a poor boy. That is house of the blank blank. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tig, help her out. This one, another one of Tig's favorite songs. It's a house in New Orleans called the House of the Rising Sun. Is that right? That is correct. Thank you. I was waiting for Annie to comment. Uh, Sam. Yes. Elton John said goodbye to Oz. Wait. Elton John said goodbye to this Oz thoroughfare. Blank, blank road. Yellow brick road. Yellow brick road. Annie. Was a guy work for Billboard magazine? Annie. This is a little old place where we can get together. Tin roof, rusted, blank shack. Um, shoot. A blank shack. Oh, yeah. All right. What gave it away for me, Tig, was the tin roof, rusted. I have no idea what this song's about either. It's Love Shack. All right, uh, Sam, you are doing pretty well here. Two to nothing. Sam, this is a place on Lonely Street where Elvis dwelled. The Blank Hotel. Heartbreak Hotel. That is correct. Sam has three. Annie, up next. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Blank City. Sin City? Sin City is incorrect. That would be Paradise City by the legendary Guns N' Roses. And with that, I see no way for Annie to uh, recover. Uh, Sam, you got a choice here. You can keep these tickets or you can give them to Annie from Bartlesville. It's completely up to you. Sorry, Annie. I'm going to keep them. All right. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, yeah. Annie? Yeah. Andy, are you okay? Oh, they got it, Ty. Right. <laughs> she died. She was not okay. And that's from the Michael Jackson song. That one you did know, huh? <laughs> yeah, the one question yeah. you didn't ask. She's like, <laughs> Great. smooth criminal. I got that. Uh, well, let me do a couple of more of these, Ty. No uh, need no. to rush through. There's right. no need to rush. What do you? Don't give me that winded up thing. I hate when you do that. You're not the. The contest not the boss is over. Now you want to keep. All right. I like this game. <laughs> All right, guys. Where Ringo would like to be under the sea. Either one of you can answer. Tig, you can also answer. Uh, Yellow submarine. No. No, okay. Octopus's garden. Okay. (laughs) 
How about Got where? Me on that one. How about where Fats Domino found his thrill? Strawberry Hill. Blueberry Hill. <laughs> oh, it was a blue it was a oh, right. I like that name, Fats Domino. We got to start calling type Fats Rogers. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> All right, guys, enough. Okay, Annie, thanks for playing, and uh, congrats to everybody who's won this week. You're qualified to stay at the River Spirit for free, and we continue this tomorrow with another edition of the Bullfight at 7:40. Go 98.5 the ball. Let me tell you what we did last night to get back at a porch pirates at my house. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, does anybody like a thief? Nobody uh, likes a thief, right? Not that well, I know of. And I see on Nextdoor, which is like Facebook for your neighborhood, and all the time people are like, somebody got my package, and they post a video of it. And I'm like, that sucks. It's awful. And then a porch pirate the, uh, a couple of mornings ago got on my porch, and she walked up very quickly. She didn't even examine the package to make sure it was something good. You know, they don't have time to sit there and open it and look through it. No, I don't want to take this. They just grab it and go, and whatever they get, it's kind of like, it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. You just never know if there's a good prize in there or not. And um, this lady gets home. I'm sure she thinks she's gotten a PlayStation or something, you know, something expensive. And uh, it's 12 rolls of bounty paper towel she got from us. So I wasn't too heartbroken. But the disrespect, Daniel, you've had your car rifled through, and I have the same sentiment. It almost hurts your feelings when somebody it, – it, it, I wasn't even mad. mad. I just hurt your feelings. I, I was more like hurt. I was right. like, why? You know? And um, and I see this on next door, and, I, and my neighbors, we're all watching out for each other and stuff. And last night, uh, my wife had a good idea. She's going to clean out. We got a brand-new kitty. And the kitty uses the litter box, and you have to clean out the litter box. We take an Amazon package. A box, we fill it up with cat dung, uh, and it's full. It's not like one flow. It's full. It's disgusting. We tape that baby back up. Now it looks like a freshly delivered Amazon package that the porch pirate will not know is full of cat poop. Now, what I wish we could do, Daniel, is somehow get a reaction when she opens that thing. and I, I won't be able to get that. That's disappointing. Mm -hmm. But I will be able to get the video of her taking the cat poop away. Uh, last night, and uh, we posted on Facebook, and like so many people, they were like, I okay, I'm drawn in. You have to give us an update when this lady comes and takes the cat poop off your porch. Uh, last night, I set up the package, and it looks like a brand new package, never opened. Um, and then I put it under kind of a light on my front porch. So it's it's like looking at something holy in a church. Like, they got that light on it, you know, and it just, you could see it from 100 yards away, this package. Nobody took it. You feisty handling dirty bird. <laughs> you're a dirty, dirty, dirty oh. bird. I cannot believe you're out there handling doo-doo trying to catch a porch pirate. That's a scoop. That's right. You know you didn't use I that scoop. I think I used my bare hands. To, I wish I had a black light to shine on you, dirty bird. I bet you're a little dirty bird this morning. You think I combed a litter box with my fingers? I don't know what you did. But I'm not down with doo-doo, and I don't touch it. I don't fool with it. You're not that's down that's with another example of you being a nasty, dirty bird, you stinking <laughs> no, old pig. I Golly, am, man. I'm doing this for the people. Uh, Daniel, it's not about me. I'm doing this for you guys listening. Because if I can get this porch pirate to think cat poops in every box, they'll, they'll stop hitting us all up. But nobody touched it. So not, you don't handle, handle them fickies for no reason. Hey, you know what? Porch pirates, they have a long, busy week's weekly schedule maybe yeah. maybe uh wednesday nights are off night 
Please don't tell me you got your little son out there involved with your little dirty bird Oh, activities. he loved it. He's like, this is the... Come I mean, on now. To a seven-year-old, somebody opening up a box of poop. I, I'm like Rodney Dangerfield over there. Are you trying he to hand, Are you trying to raise... A, are you trying to hatch another little dirty bird? What does that mean? <laughs> You're teaching him how to do all this. Oh, you mean like uh, Dirty Bird Junior? Uh, stop right. calling me Dirty Bird. Well, stop it, being such a little dirty bird <laughs> handling that cat sense. doo-doo. That's all nasty, right. man. Anyway, unfortunately, I don't have an update. Uh, but I, I do plan to have one because I think maybe maybe she's working tomorrow. Maybe her her uh, porch pirate route is back active in the morning. Yeah, well, I also don't need an update when you get that hepatitis C from handling that <laughs> feces. <laughs> Bullseye traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. This We've been paid a, a, a fine compliment. We have. Oh, yeah, we sure have. Ty Daniel show on 98.5 The Bull. I just got a, a text from our boss, Dina, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, do y'all feel terrible or just sound it? <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, oh, congratulations on the close of your house this afternoon. Right. Or, you know, something like that. Got but I sounded guess, pretty sharp today. Nothing like uh, that. So do y'all, do y'all sound as, do you feel as bad as you sound? I don't think I, 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 I like my voice like this. A little deep. Finally, some allergies have given me a bit of a deeper voice. Mm-hmm. You know, normally when I go through a drive-thru, they think I'm a lady. Oh, that's true. I've been in, this is not hyperbole. I'll be, Dana would tell me this. I'm like, there's no way they think you're a lady at the drafter. So then I would go through the drafter with them. They'd be like, welcome to Wendy's. He'd be like, can I get a number one? They go, ma'am, anything else? It and happens you, every time. I remember you said, she goes, ma'am. And you said, I'm a tiny gentleman. I don't think I said tiny, but it happens every time I order. And they go, uh, anything else, ma'am? And I don't know what to say because I don't want me to pull around and they see a guy and they think that I've, yeah. you know, that they got the wrong order. So I like to correct them and I'll say, I'm a gentleman. They're like, oh, sorry. Do I sound like a lady? Other, not to I me. Don't I sound c- like this Clint Eastwood kind of deep, sultry, Barry White kind of voice right now. Can you do a, a little Morgan Freeman when that when that um, Shawshank Redemption where you had to f- crawl through that pipe to get out of prison? Oh, I bet I could with allergy. Let, let's, can uh, we do this? Yes. Okay. Andy Dufresne crawled through twelve hundred yards of doo doo to freedom. <laughs> That's the good thing about having a yeah. finally a manly not, voice not for bad. once. Yeah, pretty good. I sound right? like Kane Brown a little bit, don't I? Do the what ifs. What, what if? What ifs? All right. Yeah, I kind of like the new Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So thank Dana for saying that uh, you also you tag. It was a y'all, not just me. It's ninety eight five. The Bull. Good morning. This uh, marijuana question is important to you. Uh, good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Uh, today, you can vote. Early voting is open. It started today, Daniel. So uh, you don't have to wait until next Tuesday for the official election day. You can get in there early if you want to. Uh, but this is to decide, you know, we already have re- recreational marijuana. We see that everywhere. And then I guess this is the, to decide whether or not anybody can just walk in without the medical card and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still can't find any polls. You know, almost every time there's an election, you can kind of see, like, uh, you know, Governor Stitt's got 51% right now, and his competitor has 48 I can't find anything. I don't know if this thing's going to get killed or not. So <laughs> if it's important for you to have it not legalized, get out and vote. If it's really important for you to have it legalized, today's the day to vote, too. I, I got to point out, Ty, you've mentioned this about 60 times throughout the last month here. Uh... Well, it's like the number one 
thing we're voting on right now. Is it's it in your opinion, to you? It's the number one thing that the country is voting on right now. I hear you, Snoop Dogg. Let me talk about the, you don't understand anything about This is a special election. Okay, Bob Marley, Oklahoma. calm down. I get it. You want to get the word out. And, and the now you can go vote for is, recreational marijuana. And this guy's over here like. Or uh, vote against. I, this guy's out here like, just to remind everybody, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. It's the most important thing we're facing. I did not utter anything of that sort. You should do this show, this show with like Cheech or Chong, the way you talk. I'm not. Listen at you. I'm not advocating for a side. I'm saying, hey, like, this is man. how we figure things out. This is the biggest vote of your life is today. You can vote early. Look at this I'll guy. I'll say one thing about it. And you know, like I'm in that movie Half-Baked. Please vote Come that on. in for Snoop Dogg over here so that he can <laughs> have recreational marijuana. He's over here dying like, hey, man, you're never going to vote for anything more important than this. It is funny how, like, every time we have a major election in this country, what do they always say? It's the most important election of your lifetime. How could everyone be the most important? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never heard you say that until now. You have some issues. This guy's wearing, he's got hemp on. He's, uh... It's the most important election of our lifetime coming up next Tuesday. He's wearing a hemp necklace. (laughs) I'm not advocating for anything. You're crazy. Are you going to move down to Jamaica soon? I'm not going to sit here and let you mock the political process of this democracy we live in. Shame on Daniel. We get it. Tyg wants everybody to go and do early voting. Ninety-eight-five Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. It's so cool how the uh, PGA... Tour uh, chose Tulsa for the uh, PGA Championship. It's 98.5 The Bull, right? Well, we got more good news, Daniel. Something else big is coming to Tulsa. Welcome in to Did to See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. This is from News on 6. This guy's going to be fishing in the Bassmaster Tournament. My first word was fish. I'm from Tulsa. I was born and raised. Went to Union High School. Uh, I live in Sepulpa now. John Suckup is in his rookie year with the Bassmaster Elite, and 2024 will be the first year he can qualify to compete. I got mad respect for these guys. I mean, in one way, you think all you got to do to fish is, like, throw your thing out there, you know? Hey, now. Uh, You know, but then, like, I love fishing, but I never am good at it. And then some other guy will come and stand next to me and catch 10. You know, there's got to be something to it that I don't understand. He must be using a better thing. Better thing. Do you really think, you know, do you really think that his first word was fish? Uh, if it was, his parents must have been heartbroken. You know, they're thinking it's going to be daddy or something. <laughs> it's like fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's coming in 2024. Also, Daniel, this is a pretty good gig. Probably a hard gig, but Tulsa is looking for 911 operators. Now, we're not in, there's a lot of cities that are critical. They just do not have enough. Tulsa's not off as bad off, but they're looking for 911 operators. Pay up to $36 an hour. Now, that. That's with a lot of things to get up to that, but I think the base is around 21 as high as $36 uh, an hour. And I know somebody that's married to a 911 call center operator, and it's taxing on you, though. Um, you're getting calls from people on the worst day of their lives. And so that would be hard to hear, you know, especially if you care about other people and you, you hear the heartbreak. But on the other hand, I wonder if there's... Sort of like, I've done something worthwhile today. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan, I know you leave every day and you know you didn't do anything worthwhile. What was like to feel the opposite? Like you might have saved a life. Probably feel pretty good, pretty good, but probably feel equally bad if you, you know, something doesn't work out. Right. You just, and you're, you're kind of there with them. Yeah. So it's a hard gig, but uh, if you're into 
almost like public service. Thirty-six bucks an hour, possible Not there bad. in Tulsa. Oh, tell us about what you said earlier. Was the uh, the number one thing, the most important election in someone's lifetime? You said was today because of what? You ought to hear this guy go on and on about this. Go ahead. Yeah, let's I, I wonder you know, why you're coughing, but go ahead. I didn't say it was the most important election of our lifetime. I just said every time there's an election, they always say that. I'm like, how is it that every election is the most important of our life? Uh, but there's an election here that would have uh, ramifications. They're, they're going to either legalize marijuana or just keep it medical. Mm -hmm. And that's what the vote is uh, for today with early voting and then the official election day on Tuesday. And I just think it's odd that you've pointed out um, about 15 times that early vo voting for this starts today. You're coughing up a storm. You're wearing hemp necklaces. You're wearing Birkenstocks these days. Is there something you need to reveal to us? I don't even know a reggae song. You're crazy. Okay. Are you that very excited about Ice uh, Cube coming to Ice the Cove at River Spirit Casino? It, yeah, sure. All right. Oh, Endo Rogers over there. That sticky, icky, ooh-wee. Would you go on with your little uh, story? Uh, this will be something that you and other people that love marijuana, Ty, could I don't, uh, be interested I, no, in. No, I don't even have a dog in that fight. I'm just saying vote uh, if you want Snoop to. Snoop Dogg in the fight. <laughs> anyway, Ty, please try to focus here. Just give me a couple of minutes. Right, here. Try to you. focus okay. without eating snacks and having munchies and all that you do. Uh, <laughs> please turn down the Pink Floyd. Let me well, do this well, I'm story. Not do you'll, that. That's you'll, crazy. Really, you'll really enjoy this. KFC is bringing back that ridiculous double down sandwich after nearly a decade. Basically, what it is, it's uh, the sandwich that instead of two buns, it has two chicken breasts mm -hmm. as buns. Yeah, that's the bread. Right. So, in between the chicken breast is the, I guess, lettuce, tomato, and cheese and all that. Debuted in 2010 after uh, they thought it was going to be a big pre uh, April Fool's Day joke. This thing, 950 calories, Doug. That's twice as many as a Big Mac. Goodness gracious. So it'll be on the menu again just for a little bit. I, wouldn't, I could not allow myself to eat that. I remember that uh, when they did it the first time, they came to our show and they KFC brought us some. But it's like 6.10 in the morning. Guess what you don't want to eat at 6.10 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, double, yeah, I don't want to have a heart attack. I took a nibble. I was like, yeah, it's good. At 11. Tiger's like, no, I don't want to die at like 11 o'clock. I got to make it to 420. Thanks. Oh, here he is. Oh, he's fading away. Come back, Tiger. Tiger, come back. Come back to us. <laughs> You're come back. You're drifting off. I'm trying to bring you back oh, in I'm with fine. another story here. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you see this? A police officer in Michigan is getting major kudos after finishing a pregnant DoorDash driver's order after she got into a car accident. Here is the moment. Lieutenant David Allen agreed to take uh, the delivery from her and then brought it to the waiting customer. I have DoorDash stuff in, my, in the car. Is there any way that you guys can deliver that for me? Yeah, sure. I'll take it for you. I hope they give you a good review. <laughs> <laughs> Got your DoorDash. You. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw what happened. I did not. Um, or wondering why the police are delivering your right. Yeah, she told me that. She okay, got in an accident. She got in an accident. Yeah. Could you imagine, Tag, say you were at home doing your thing? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like you've ordered your DoorDash, Tag, and then <laughs> <laughs> you're waiting for your snacks to arrive and get a knock at the door. And it's the police. <laughs> feel like I got a hold of the wrong stuff. You're assigning all these attributes that don't come, belong to come me. Come back to us, Ty. Come back. You're drifting. Come back. Come back. Come back. Uh, the mom and the baby both are fine after the accident. Ty being in the condition that he's in all the time, he's worried about the snacks more than the mom and child.
How about this? A surgeon ran through ran a, through a half marathon in Philadelphia to retrieve an organ that was stuck in the traffic and needed uh, needed it in time for surgery. So, like, they're stuck in traffic. Imagine it, being in a traffic jam is already awful, but it's like an organ. Oh, and so my the doctor goodness. has right. just hop just run run down there, life saving sprint, and uh, here here they are talking about it. I had my sneakers, a coat, and my scrubs, and I ran over there rather slow, but we made it over there past, you know, the marathon, dodging through the runners. I had, did flag down a police officer before I crossed the marathon, thankfully, who agreed to drive me back if I can get delivery and come back. I'm really grateful to what he did, you know, because if he hadn't have got it in me, I wouldn't have got delivered, and I would have been back waiting again, and who knows what would have transpired, you know, between that time. Gosh, Ty, thank God you weren't the doctor because you'd start running and uh, you know how you do. You would forget. You'd forget what you're running for. <laughs> uh, again, again with us. Yeah, you would You would start running down the street and forget what you're doing. You'd just, you'd just stop and run into a Hardee's. So, by the way, I got a question. Why do all your clips that you play on the show sound like they were recorded on Edison photo- Phonograph? Like Edison from- Phonograph. Like the earliest recording These are clips possible. from interviews, Ty, from different sources on television and things like that. Okay. Mm, well, you're assigning a bunch of ab- attributes that don't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's disgraceful what you've done to my reputation. You call me Dirty Bird every morning. And then uh, you say that I, I'm like hipping it out or whatever. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Tag, there's two things you need in your life. Some Visine and a craft body scan. You go get on this table and they do a selfie of your insides. They took a look at the inside of your body. See what's going on. See if you have any, uh, like, silent killers, you know things I, that, uh, you, that before they are even detectable, you can see on the craft body scan. Because I'm sensitive. I mm-hmm. actually was concerned about my doctor. Would it hurt my doctor's feelings? Like, am I cheating on my doctor? You brought the results of your craft body scan to your doctor, and he was elated. He's like, this is like a perfect roadmap, man. It's great. Yeah, I said, doctor, uh, I don't want to, like, sign off on this if it's not something that you recommend. And he goes, I, re- I recommend it. Absolutely recommend it. You check on your house. You check on your car. Check on yourself. Yeah. And you can start now with a couple's body scan. And it, listen, it's only $149 for this peace of mind. That's a lung and heart scan for you and your spouse. Right now at craftbodyscan.com. That's craftbodyscan.com. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig in Daniel. High in the mid-50s today, so not quite as warm, but not intolerable. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, Tig, when I was a kid, I used to see this thing on television. And it was Ed McMahon and a big old check and a bunch of balloons. They'd show up at somebody's house. they go, congratulations, you won the Publisher's Clearinghouse. Sweepstakes. Sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. To this day, I don't know what Publisher's Clearinghouse is or does or why they were giving away that money or even how, did it, how do you enter the contest. Do you remember this? It was a big part of popular culture. Yeah, I remember the whole thing. I think that it was a, basically a bookstore. And you would order things from them, and then as you ordered, that would earn you an entry into this drawing for like a million dollars. And so it was a PR thing. It's like get our name out there and, you know, kind of like Starbucks does. They come up with crazy flavors, and then they get this free advertisement because every radio show in America is like, can you believe they're doing this? I think the Publishers Clearinghouse, like, figured out a way to get free press coverage. And uh, sell more books. Was it books or magazines? Something like that. See, like we, even to this day, I remember it was that's a, a, a part where the advertisement was so so good that you forget what the product was. But that's not a good ad if you can't remember the product. 
That's what to... I'm saying. The advertisement was better than the product it was advertising. In fact, I, as a kid, I loved it so much. I loved the big balloons and the check, the big giant check. I'd rather have, have had those two things than the actual money. <laughs> Didn't you remember seeing that? Like, yeah, oh, man, I'd love to exciting. have those big balloons. Yeah, Ed McMahon right. showing up. I don't hear much about that anymore. I guess Amazon's even squashed that. You know, the idea that you would order, order magazines from We need to start else. some type of Tyga Daniels Publishers Clearinghouse. Big prize here in Tulsa. Inevitably, if you have kids, their school is going to do a fundraiser or something like that. It's 98.5 The Bull. And I get a text from my, my little brother, and he's got a little girl, and she's doing a fundraiser for the American Heart Association. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's high country. And, you know, there's always like a little goal, you know. She, you know, Francis wants $200 for the American Heart Association. So my brother sends me a link to donate. And, of course, I love participating in my niece's lives as much as I can, even though don't, we don't live in the same city. So, of course, I'm going to donate to help her reach her $200 goal. I get on the, uh, the little link, and it's the American Heart Association or whatever, and you put in your thing, and at the, at the end, they ask a question. You know what the question is? No. Do you want this to be anonymous, or do you want your name attached to it? Or you put my name on it. <laughs> in fact, I'll pay extra to highlight my name. Mm-hmm. When I do something like that. Oh, they could add like another $5 fee and then you would have like a blue check mark or something. Right. That would, yeah. Right. Um, but I found myself in this conundrum. I said, you know, I don't, I don't need the accolades, but my brother's not going to think I donated unless I put my name on this. You know what I'm saying? Why would you be weird and do it anonymously? Well, well why not? What do you need? A lot of praise? That's true. Daniel, this is a true story about Daniel. This is an absolute true story. He's walking down the street in Tulsa and he finds somebody's wallet. And you know how uncomfortable that'd be to lose your wallet. Your whole life is in your wallet. You got your credit cards, you got your driver's license, you know, whatever. So that's an unfortunate thing to lose. Daniel, you took the time out, and me and you, we should have been doing the morning show that morning and, and writing comedy or something, but instead we were trying to find this guy on Facebook, and on the we finally tracked him down. We spent the whole morning talking about it on the mm -hmm. air, finding this guy. We really worked hard at finding it. Uh, we finally got a, a hold of the fella. We called him that morning. He came up to the radio station. I went out there and gave it to him. He's like, thanks, man. And he left. I thought he'd, you know. You didn't get enough accolades. I thought for sure he would, like, hug me or, like. <laughs> so you, when you give to charity, you do it for you. Well, no, but when I do a GoFundMe or whatever, I will, I will have my name on there. So if my friends see that I've given, they will maybe also give. Well, or, Anonymous doesn't do anybody any good. It, well, if you do something to get credit for it, are you really doing it for the right reason? I don't do it to get the credit. I do it so that if you saw that I gave to something, you might be also oh, inclined to give to it. Uh, Anonymous is, that's what's the point of that? Just tell me the point of it. Because I think there's a thought out there that if you give money but you want credit for it, that you do it for the right reasons. So Dana wants credit. He wanted that guy to kiss him and things when he brought his wallet this up This is going to sound ironic, but I think people that uh, donate anonymously want attention. How would they get attention if it doesn't have Because name they on it? know that everybody's going to wonder who that anonymous person was. <laughs> they would never and, know. And they're somehow getting some attention. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I got you. So you're a uh, you're big attention, anyway, W-H-O-R-E. I, I wanted to uh, do it anonymously, but then I thought my brother would call and be like, hey, man, I donate to your son. What's up with you not? And then I have to be like, well, I did donate. How much did you donate? Uh, I got her to $200. Not my question. How much did you donate? About $70 to get her up there. Oh, money bags over there. Look no. at you bragging about no, it. I hear you, rich boy. Do I spend money on anything ever? I hear you, Monopoly but these guy. kind of things I'll do because Dropping it's my niece. $70 yeah. for the old school fundraiser. It's bigger than me, Daniel. And then you're going to get on the air and tell everybody you gave $70. You're pathetic. <laughs>